Hello and welcome to You Bet Your Life from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Ladies and gentlemen, the secret word tonight is table. T-A-B-L-E. Rally. You bet your life. The DeSoto Plymouth Dealers of America present Groucho Marx in You'll Bet Your Life, the comedy quiz series produced and transcribed from Hollywood. And here he is, the one, the only... That sentiment's a nice kid. Oh, that's me, Groucho Marx! Here I am again with $3,500 for one of our couples tonight. George Fenneman, who's first to try and take away all his money? We invited some high school students to the show tonight, and just before we went on the air, we selected Myrno Elliott and Melvin Knorr. And here they are. Folks, meet Groucho Marx. Welcome, kids, for the DeSoto Plymouth Dealers. And if one of you says the secret word, he wins $100 in cash instantly. It's a common word, something you'll find around the house. High school students, eh? Well, it's nice to have you here. Uh, Melvin uh, Knorr, is that right? Melvin. Melvin. Huh? Where are you from, Mel? Uh, Eagle Rock High School. Where? Eagle Rock High School. Eagle Rock, huh? Oh. And before that, uh, where are you from? Well, I was born two blocks north of the Warner Brothers studio in North Hollywood. <laughs> Is that with sound or without? Huh? <laughs> and uh, where are you employed? Uh, I don't work. I'll keep you secret, but answer my question. <laughs> Where, where are you employed? Huh? I don't work. I go to high school. You're, you're right the first time. You don't work. <laughs> Mino uh, Elliot, uh, is that you? Mino? That's right. That's kind of an odd name for a girl, isn't it? Mino? Well, uh, mm-hmm. I had a little cousin who was three years old, and he couldn't say my given name, which is really Muriel, and he came out with Myrno, and we liked it so well it just stuck. <laughs> <laughs> What happened to this kid that uh, christened you, huh? Oh, he's still a nice little boy. <laughs> boopity boopity boop. <laughs> uh, that wasn't very nice of me to do that, my but... <laughs> You, you sounded so young, and, uh, uh, well, I just couldn't resist it, that's all. <laughs> what, what school do you attend, Mino? I just graduated from Van Nuys High School. Oh. Well, congratulations. <laughs> now that you gradu- graduated from school, what are, you, what are your plans? Are you going to look for a job? I, I have a job, keeping house for my husband. Your husband? You mean you just graduated from high school and you've already got a husband? Uh, did he come with a diploma? <laughs> For almost 19 years. You had a husband for 19 years? What did you do? Get married when you were three years old? <laughs> no, I was 14. Well, you married late in life, didn't you? <laughs> You've been married 19 years and you were 14. That uh, comes to around, let's see, swine, 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 swine. <laughs> 33 years old you are? Uh, now, how old are you, 26? <laughs> I'm 33. It sounds horrible, but it doesn't feel bad. 
Certainly don't look bad, huh? <laughs> You're 33 years old, you've got a husband, and you just graduated from, from, from high school? Well, I was sort of detained a little, you know. When I ran away and got married, I didn't really think I'd ever get to finish, although I always wanted to. And You see, uh, my daughter, Aloha, was going to the school, too. And we, <laughs> my daughter, Aloha, was in the school with me, and everybody thought we were sisters, and we were listed in the records that way, so it wouldn't discombobulate the teachers or the kids either one, you know. So they wouldn't watch it, you say? <laughs> I'd like to add that to my vocabulary. Discombobulate. That's... Discombobulate, huh? What do you look under? Discomboob or... Uh... <laughs> Tommy, did any of the high school b- boys try to make dates with you? Well... Foolish question. <laughs> A few times, but... A few times, huh? How about the teachers? <laughs> Just the students, huh? That's right. And what'd you tell them? You said well, that... this one boy... Used to hide around the staircases. He kept getting so persistent, so I got him in the corner and I told him that Loa was my daughter instead of my sister to cool him off. <laughs> did did that cool him off? <laughs> Wouldn't have cooled me off. Huh? Well, who signs your report card when you're your husband? Oh, I had a system. You see, I was listed at school as Myrna Elliott, so when I took the card to him, I'd sign the cards as Mrs. H.W. Elliott, and then it looked all right. <laughs> what kind of grades did you get, uh, Myrna? Well, I was very fortunate. I was able to get all A's for all three semesters I was there. Oh, that's wonderful. Right? What grade is your daughter in? Uh... Well, she's just a year behind me in school. She's just a year behind you? <laughs> and is her daughter only a year behind that? <laughs> now, uh, uh, you're still here, aren't you, Melvin? <laughs> you know, you could have graduated while I was talking about <laughs> Well, where do you, where do you work, uh, Melvin? I go to high school. You're still in that school, huh? <laughs> Well, uh, do, do you hold any class offices like uh, treasurer? Well, I was a basketball manager. Basketball? I've always wondered about that. You know, why, did, why don't they have a bottom in that basket so the ball doesn't keep dropping out all the time? <laughs> Tell me, do they still have six players on the side? <laughs> That's girls' basketball. <laughs> I thought I was on the wrong team. And I... <laughs> The basketball manager you are? How, how much is your salary? I don't get a salary. What'd they do? Pay you off in dribbles? <laughs> <laughs> now, what do you do as a basketball manager? Well, I uh, keep score for most of the games, uh, time the games, clean the basketballs, and clean the gym floors. Mm-hmm. You have a pretty important job there, huh? <laughs> That's like a vice president in an advertising agency. <laughs> now, what kind of work do you do? I go to high school. <laughs> Still going to school, eh? You've got to look out. You'll be 33, too, before you graduate. 
Well, it's been enlightening having you two here, and my no, may I say you're a remarkable woman. And if you play your cards right, pretty soon you'll be the prettiest grandmother in Van Nuys High School. <laughs> now, in just one minute, you're going to give you get your chance to try for the DeSoto Plymouth three thousand five hundred dollar question. The Groucho Marx Program, friends, is being brought to you by the more than 3,000 DeSoto Plymouth dealers of America. And their reason for presenting this program is to tell you something about themselves, to extend a cordial invitation to you to come in and get acquainted with them. For they're sure, once you've paid them that first visit, you'll be back whenever you need anything pertaining to cars. The reason they're so certain about this is that they, and by they, I mean everyone in a DeSoto Plymouth dealer's place of business are out to see that you are satisfied. No matter what make of car you drive, no matter what year it is, the folks at your DeSoto Plymouth dealers will do their utmost to treat you fairly and squarely. That's their creed. That's your best reason for driving in wherever you see the sign of an authorized DeSoto Plymouth dealer. Let's see if two high school pupils will get the chance at the $3,500. Fenneman, tell them the rules. Each of our three couples has $20. They bet as much of that $20 as they want on each of four questions. The couple that earns the most money gets a chance at the DeSoto Plymouth $3,500 question at the end of the show. Our other two couples are in a waiting room off stage, so they don't know what's happening out here. Now, let's see how high you can build your $20. You selected songs of the 20s as your category. Is that right? Now, you have $20. Here's your first question. How much of the 20 will you bet? And talk right up into the microphone. Mm -hmm. This song was first popular in 1925. What's the name of it? Anybody seen my gal? What's five the two, What's the blue. That's right, Bob. Yeah. <laughs> well, on the way, they have thirty dollars now, Gosh, all right, now you got thirty dollars. Remember, you're going for three thousand five hundred dollars tonight. How much of the thirty will you bet? Twenty. All right, give me the title of this song. Play, Jerry. When the Red, Red Robin King Bob When the Red, Red Robin King Kabama. They're climbing now. They have $50. All right, you got 50 bucks. Here's your third question. How much of the 50 are you going to try? 40 $40. Let's see if you can identify this one. Okay, Jerry. I'm sitting on top of the world. I'm sitting on top of the world. They now have $90. All right, you got ninety dollars. Here's your last chance to be the other couples. How much of the ninety? Eighty. Eighty dollars. What is the name of this song? Okay, you belong to me. Button up your overcoat. But yeah. one hundred and seventy dollars. Thanks, and good luck from the DeSoto Plymouth dealers. Now, stick around. Who knows? You may be the ones who get the chance at the $3,500 question. Groucho, the secret word is still table. Perhaps the next couple will say it. We invited some deputy district attorneys. <laughs> <laughs> deputy district turnips, did you say? <laughs> Why, that's a vegetable. That man doesn't look like a vegetable to me. <laughs> I was trying to say that we invited some deputy district attorneys. Well, why don't you say that, Panaman, huh? <laughs> to the show tonight, and just before we went on the air, our studio audience selected Mr. Bill Ritzy, his partner is a housewife, Mrs. Lillian Watkins. And here they are. Folks, meet Groucho Marx. Well, 
Welcome, welcome to your bet your life. And if one of you says the secret word, he wins $100 in cash. It's a common word, something you'll find around the house. A district attorney and a housewife, eh? Practically the same thing. <laughs> now, D.A., uh, uh, are, you, are you married? Answer yes or no. Yes. How'd you meet your wife? And remember, you're under oath. <laughs> well, frankly, uh, she's a minister's now, daughter. Call me Groucho, huh? <laughs> Frankly, left about ten minutes ago. <laughs> She's a minister's daughter, and, uh, and I happen to be taking the collection. Oh, you, you, did you take the whole collection? <laughs> no, there, there were two of us. Oh. <laughs> I see. Well, you split it, huh? <laughs> Tell me, uh, isn't it customary to turn in something to the church? <laughs> well, we try to turn in all of it. Oh, I see. In any event, uh, while taking the collection, she... Uh, she asked me how was business, and... You mean she was a crook, too? <laughs> well, anyhow, you must have got the wedding for nothing, didn't you? No, I, I had to you pay, had to pay for that. You had to pay her old man? So did you get a rebate later on? <laughs> no, I didn't. Uh, are, are you married, Mrs. Watkins? You've been calling me, Mrs. <laughs> I'm married, and nobody calls me Mrs. <laughs> How'd you meet your husband, uh, Mrs. Watkins? Well, I was working at the Denver Dry Goods in the ladies' suit and dress department. So one day the buyer says, well, won't you take some down to the window trimmer? So I went down there, and uh, I didn't hear the window trimmers come back. And finally, uh, one of them says to the other, well, where did that new dummy come from anyway? <laughs> and I turned around. I was very angry, and I says, well, I'm no dummy, and here's your dresses. And I walked out. And he says, well, you don't need to get so mad, do you? And what'd you say? And I said, yes, if you come up in our department, we treat you nice. And what was your department? <laughs> Ladies' dress department. Ladies' dress department. Yes. Yeah. Now, Bill, uh, Bill Ritzy, as the district attorney, just what do you do? Well, I'm not the district attorney. I'm a district attorney. The question was, what do you do? <laughs> Not what are you? <laughs> as long as you brought it up, what's the difference between the district attorney and a district attorney? Well, uh, I'm under the district attorney. <laughs> Must get pretty stuffy under there. <laughs> well, as an assistant uh, DA, uh, uh, what do you do as an assistant district attorney? Well, I'm, I'm not an assistant district attorney. I'm a, I'm a deputy district attorney. Don't tell me you're under him, too, huh? <laughs> yes, I am. Well, you're, it sounds to me you're, you're low man on the totem pole. <laughs> well, what do you do as a deputy district attorney? So far, you haven't done anything. You know? <laughs> you're going to sleep under two men, we prosecute criminal cases. I happen to be assigned to one of the trial divisions, and... Do you handle burglaries? Yes. Have you ever been caught? <laughs> where, where do you get your business, D.A.? Uh, do you advertise in the newspaper? <laughs> like uh, Crook Wanted? Uh... No, about 95% uh, per of our business comes in from the... Various police departments here in the county, and of course, the rest come in from private citizens. Well, sounds pretty reasonable. Huh? 
<laughs> Anything going on in your neighborhood, Mrs. Watkins, that you'd like to bring to the attention of the district attorney? No, not that I can think of. You mean all is serene in your life? Uh, well, can't you think of anything you'd like to complain about? Not all. The lady on my party line just talks too much. <laughs> she keeps talking, and uh, I suppose you don't get a chance to use the telephone. No, huh? I don't. Uh-oh. Sometimes 10, 15, 20 minutes. What, are, what do they talk about? Huh? Oh, she's always talking about what... <laughs> We got a case here for the DA. <laughs> District Attorney, what's the penalty for wiretapping? <laughs> well, uh, I've grilled our District Attorney, but it was all in fun. Nobody knows any better than I do what a great job the District Attorney does for the taxpayer. Now you, please don't laugh at that. Huh? That's to square me with the cops. Now you're going to play your bet your life for three thousand five hundred dollars. You beat our other couples, and you get a chance at the big question later. I can't tell you how much the first couple won, but Fenneman's offstage to remind our listeners. The 33-year-old high school girl and her partner won $170. Here we go. Let's see how high I can build you $20. You selected capitals of Latin American countries as your category, right? All right. You have $20. How much are you going to bet and talk right into the microphone and loud? $10. $10. Here's your first question. What is the capital city of Peru? Lima. Lima is right. <laughs> and they're on their way with $30. All but ten. You're going to bet. You're going to bet twenty dollars. Is that right? What is the capital city of Argentina? Buenos Aires. Buenos Aires is right. <laughs> you now have fifty dollars. That. Bet the whole fifty. The whole fifty. All right. What is the capital city of Chile? C H I L E. Santiago. Santiago is right. <laughs> They're really climbing now. They have one hundred dollars. All right. You got a hundred dollars. Is your last chance to beat the other couples? How much you have the hundred? Will you bet? Bet it all. All right. What is the capital city of Ecuador? Uh, Quito. Quito is right. <laughs> and they wind up with $200. Hey, watch yourself. Thanks and good luck from the DeSoto Plymouth dealers. Now, it won't be long before we meet the last couple, and then we know who gets the chance at the $3,500 question. Fenneman, who's ahead? The deputy district attorney and the housewife with $200. And the secret word is still table. We invited some dog trainers and some piano teachers to the show tonight. And here come the two selected to be on our show with the studio audience just before we went on the air. Mr. Carl Spitz and Mrs. Inez Murray meet Groucho Marx. Welcome, folks, for the DeSoto Plymouth dealers. And if one of you says the secret word, he wins $100 in cash instantly. It's a common word, something you'll find around the house. Mrs. Uh, Maury, is that right? Yes. Inez Maury? Yes. Uh, you're a piano teacher, huh? Yes, I am. Very attractive piano teacher, huh? I've been thinking of taking up the piano later. <laughs> Love to have you. And Mr. Spitz, you're the dog trainer? Yes. <laughs> well, there's been a horrible mistake here. We asked for a dog trainer, and we got a dog. <laughs> Are you from Spitzenberg? No, quite a bit distant from Spitzenberg. And I'm Where? from near Heidelberg in Germany. Oh, well, you must be a beer expert, huh? <laughs> Sometimes. 
Miss, uh, are, are you married, Ina? Yes, I am. You are. How, how'd you meet your husband? Oh, it was very unromantic at first. Uh, <laughs> how long was it unromantic? <laughs> Uh, mutual friends arranged a meeting. The friends said, we think you two musicians should meet each other. Oh, what does he, what does he play? He's a pianist, too. Did you have the piano movers uh, carry you over the threshold when you got married? <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Spitz, you're, you're the dog trainer, is that right? So far, yes. <laughs> well, then we can start from scratch now. <laughs> Now, I want to ask you a question. You're a dog trainer. Is it true a barking dog never bites? Not as long as he bites. <laughs> well, they say every dog has his day. <laughs> he certainly doesn't seem to be mine. <laughs> What's the best age to start training dogs, Mr. Spitz? Oh, about eight months. You mean you've been training dogs since you were eight months old? <laughs> I mean, the doggy's eight months old. Well, that's better. After all, after eight months, you weren't very well trained yourself. <laughs> now, tell me, Chopsticks, what are some of the typical... Uh, the typical excuses your students give you for not practicing? Oh, heavens. There's thousands of them. <laughs> well, give us 900, huh? <laughs> Daddy sleeps all day. The keys of the piano are stuck, won't sound. <laughs> what sort of excuses do your dogs use to get out of their lessons? <laughs> well, the dogs have no excuses. I thought they might say, excuse me, but I have to see a dog about a man. <laughs> what makes one dog vicious and one dog gentle, Mr. Spitz? Well, fundamental, I don't think there's any vicious dog. They Not if you're on the mantle, no, but I mean... <laughs> Do dogs ever become psychiatric cases? <laughs> Do they have dog psychologists? Yes. Which dogs make the best psychologists? <laughs> I suppose the dog lies on a couch and talks about the days when he was a kitten, huh? <laughs> Let's get back to you, Arpeggiola. Uh, do you think you could uh, teach me to play the piano, Ina? Yes, I'm sure I could. Could you sing a scale? Scale? I think so. Would you join me in a duet? Uh, yeah. Huh? All right, yeah. here we go. One, two, three. Do, re, mi, fa, sol, la, si, do. Yeah, that was beautiful, Ina. <laughs> Be our song. <laughs> now you're going to play the DeSoto Plymouth game. You bet your life. And if you beat our other two couples, you'll get a crack at the $3,500 question. I can't tell you how much they won, but George is off stage to remind our listeners. The deputy district attorney and the housewife were ahead with $200. Here we go. Let's see how high you can build your $20. You selected royalty as your category. Is that right? You have $20. How much are you going to try? Ten. What is the name of the Emperor of Japan? Hirohito. Hirohito. 
Now they have $30. $30. Remember, you're going for $3,500 tonight. How much of the 30 will you try? Should we try 20 What is the name of the exiled king of Belgium? Uh, king Leopold. Leopold is right. <laughs> They're climbing now. They have $50. You got $50. Here's your third question. How much of the 50 are you going to try? You decide. <laughs> 25 Okay, the little king of Italy abdicated his throne in 1946 and died a year later. What was his name? Emmanuel. Victor Emmanuel is right. <laughs> they now have $75. Well, you got $75. How much of the 75 will you go for? 50 What is the name of the emperor of Ethiopia? Haile Selassie. Haile Selassie, happy land. And they wind up with $125. And that means the deputy district attorney and the housewife get the chance to DeSoto Plymouth $3,500 question. A while back, I suggested that you folks drive in and get acquainted with a DeSoto Plymouth dealer. While you're there, visit the service shop. Notice the fine equipment. This equipment is there for you, for use on your car. Every DeSoto Plymouth dealer has special tools and equipment in his shop, the kind you won't find just anywhere. These tools and equipment are factory designed and approved. In the hands of skilled mechanics, you'll find these tools can save hours of time on a job. They help a DeSoto Plymouth dealer's service experts do better work faster. That, of course, means money in your pocket as well as a car that serves you faithfully and economically mile after mile. So visit that DeSoto Plymouth dealer real soon, will you? Get to know the folks in the office, the men in the shop, and you'll find that this knowledge will be a big comfort in the thousands of car miles that lie ahead of you. Tomorrow, drive in at the sign of an authorized DeSoto Plymouth dealer. And remember, all dealers who sell DeSoto also sell Plymouth. The housewife and the deputy district attorney, the winning couple, all ready for the DeSoto Plymouth $3,500 question, Groucho. All right, here we go for $3,500. Ready? I'll give you 15 seconds to decide on one single answer between you, so think carefully and please, no help from the audience. Here it is. There is only one active volcano in the United States. What is this volcano? What's the answer you two have decided upon? I'm going to take a guess. Mount Lassen. Mount Lassen is right. That's that's right. You win $3,500. What are you going to do with all that money? What are you going to do with all that money? Well, I got a house that needs going over from top to bottom. Well, I'll, I'll go over it for $3,000. Huh? I'll go under it for $2,000. What about you, D.A.? What are you going to do with the money? Give that money back from the church? <laughs> what are you going to do with this, Luca? We, uh, we haven't any youngsters yet, but I'm sure we are going to have some. And that's... Well, 
let's see. You win $3,500 plus $200 in the quiz. You say you really cleaned up tonight, huh? <laughs> Congratulations from the more than 3,000 DeSoto Plymouth dealers from coast to coast. You bet your life. Your Life is a John Goodell production, transcribed from Hollywood, directed by Bob Dwan and Bernie Smith. Music by Jerry Fielding. Be sure to tune in again next Wednesday night at this time for the Groucho Marx Show, You'll Bet Your Life, presented by the more than 3,000 DeSoto Plymouth dealers of America. And remember, all dealers who sell DeSoto also sell Plymouth, two great cars, both products of the Chrysler Corporation. And don't forget, next week, the big question will be worth $1,000. Well, it's almost time for Bing Crosby, so good night, folks. And remember, just be sure to see your DeSoto Plymouth dealer. Here's a tip from the National Safety Council. The highway is no place for a surprise party. Always signal when you stop, slow down, turn, or change direction. This is George Fenneman signing off for the more than 3,000 DeSoto Plymouth dealers from coast to coast.